You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Hey guys, wow, not only are we on track, but we are dropping a bonus pod. Well, an emergency pod. Darren and I have like a specific lingo. When big things start to happen, we start texting back and forth, and we kind of know an emergency no. pod might be in the works. But before we get started, Dare, before we started to record this, you're like, oh Tommy, I'm I'm gonna be eating during this. I'm like, oh, it's fine. That's <laughs> like this, like bonus pods or you know, these are way more laid back. Like we don't actually have a structure, we go off the rails. I mean we do in the normal pod, but I think you, we you would agree that we try to be yeah. a little bit more professional in that one. And these bonus ones, we just do whatever. It's almost like our Xbox yeah. live parties we hit um record because we're almost reacting to these trades in um real time. But yeah, anyway, real time almost exactly that's what makes it fun but hold on rewind but then yeah you said oh, i'm gonna be eating something i was like oh no that's fine like you know i'm drinking things all the time whatever i'm getting like buzzed and then uh-huh. can you tell the listeners uh what you're eating because I, right before i hit the record i was like are you eating cereal because i'm sure the listeners <laughs> the I mean, you're gonna hear the crunches I, I, i'm excited but uh yeah what are you eating bud uh i'm eating pita chips and hummus uh because i'm <laughs> i made Pita chips are like scientifically louder and crunchier than like potato chips and stuff. So it's literally like the loudest, (laughs) loudest thing you could be eating. Right. So you you were the one that texted me to do a pod, and then you thought, you know what, I'm I'm gonna bust out the pita chips. Yeah, because I'm sitting here, and I was waiting for my food to be done cooking, and I was like, it's gonna take like at least another half hour. Like every day. It actually is. Yeah. I'm so happy recording this spot and I got that. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is. is Jackie a fan? Jackie has to be a fan. Um, yeah, it has to be like she she really is like the grilled chicken. Well, I guess she likes chicken cutlets too, like the breaded chicken cutlets, like for like chicken oh, farm or whatever. Good. Yeah, those are good. But um, we do grilled chicken a lot. Um, you gotta like marinate it differently though, because like I could like literally marinate it the same way over and over again and eat it, but Jackie is like gotta switch it up a little bit because like I can't <laughs> eat the same thing every day. <laughs> You're like, well, I, I don't see the issue here. I, I know yeah. we're eating it for the fifth time this week, but I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's like you know, you like what you like, right? It does kind of but- get boring sometimes though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I get it. I get it. And look, we're, we're already off the rails for the bonus spot. But dude, hold on. Let's rewind. There were one one real nuke that dropped. But let's kind of talk about it in real time because it just happened just blunt. hours ago. And the thing that blows my mind is it's it just happened so fast, right? Yeah. We heard like Michael came into the chats and he was, you know, he's like, oh, hey, can you guys give me some opinions on this like other league? And, you know, people were chatting and I wasn't super involved because I was super busy. But, you know, I was trying to follow along so I don't like feel out of the loop. And then people started to be added to the trade block. And and Michael kind of was like, hey, um, don't be surprised if like Mooney and Brown are moved. I'm trying to move into the first. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay, whatever. And (laughs) And then it just happened. Right. Yeah. It just like how how were you following it? Were you like also following it similarly? You're like, yeah, OK, this is this is whatever. And then it just well, happened when uh, Rappaport and Shefty started tweeting the Carolina oh, that's when you it was real. insider. And it was like, you see Hollywood Brown's packing his bags. He's leaving the facility. I was like, oh, shit, like something actually might have been agreed upon already. And I was like, damn, like that was really fast. But um I wasn't really expecting it to come out that fast because, but like, you know, sometimes the best trades are the ones that are cooked up the fastest. Mm-hmm. And just to add a little bit of context, I 
just reached out to him because it's right after the um, Quakes tweeted about Marquise Brown mm-hmm. packing his bags. And so I actually just DM'd him. And I was like, hey, is it too late to throw my hat in the ring? Just because, you know, just like how Harry Roseman would do. You know, you just want to be a part of her. Even th- even yeah. if you're not going to take the bite, you're like, all right, I, I didn't get it. You never want a deal to happen. You're like, fuck, I would have done that. And so I reach out. And he's like, oh, it's very, very unlikely because this and this is like involved. And I was like, holy shit. And then that's when Rappaport and Shefty started like die like bombing everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually happening. So yeah. when it materialized, I didn't know exactly the details of anything that was going on. I just knew parts that were in the trade. So I was like, in my head, I couldn't really put it together. And I actually made a funny goof. So here, hold on. This was actually what was said. And you'll be able to um spot my goof. So give me one sec. Okay, he said. Okay, he said, um, highly unlikely the trade's basically done, and it involves Hollywood and the 103. And he said, feel free to use that for Shefty. And then I literally wrote, because I was multitasking, I was like, wait, the Hollywood hustle? Like, they don't have the 103. Is this a three-week trade? Like, I had no idea what was going on. And then I finally connected the dots because I'm an idiot. And I was like, oh, he made Hollywood brown. Okay, yeah, no, that totally makes sense now. Because I was like, wait, what's going on? And then, so I knew those pieces were involved, but I didn't know the whole thing. But Darren... Tell the listeners the three trades that went down in rapid fire. Then we'll actually spend time on the deals that need to be talked about. Um, so we had Russell Gage was traded to Greg. He sent over Devontae Parker and $10 of fab to Brett. Um, probably a, a nothing move there. Um, I mean, people are kind of scared of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin with Baker Mayfield. So you, that kind of says all you need to say about Russell Gage and Devontae Parker. You know, he's, not good. Um, and then you have your trade of 208 and 412 to Michael for the 207. So, I mean, that might mean something. It might not. Who knows? But it gets you a little bit closer to whoever you wanted there. So, um, that's something, I, I guess, but yeah, not like this trade. next trade. This, the next trade, Michael sent to Welch. Oh, here we go. Michael sent. Marquise Hollywood Brown, Alexander Madison, a 2025 first round pick. I guess we can like assume that it'll be early. It's, it's still a long way away, though. So Michael can make some moves, and that could be, you know, a, a later pick than what is assumed right now. Uh, and then a 2024 second from Brian. Um, that's what he sent over, or Michael sent over. And in return from Welch, he got the 103 in this year's draft. And the 309 in this year's draft. So, I don't know. Like, this is a huge, huge trade, obviously, because otherwise we wouldn't have had, like, an emergency pod like this. Like, this is... Michael's going to be acquiring, one would assume, a quarterback and a franchise player, which Josh never really had. And if he did, he would sell them low. So, if... Michael Josh is going would to never make this move. <laughs> no, and and if he did, he would immediately turn around and sell the 103 for like the 105 and a fourth round pick just because. <laughs> like he'd be like, "Yeah, sure. Like I'll I'll do that." And it's like, "Dude, what are you doing?" But I think that Michael is going to hold in this place. He's going to take a quarterback. Um you know, it's kind of to be seen who that'll end up being at this point. We're only a week away from the draft now. 
But um, I think he's going to take a quarterback. He's going to have a franchise player there. Maybe Desmond Ritter pans out, and then he'll have two quarterbacks. And then like his kind of move is kind of moved up further than one would assume. Like you're, you're I think everyone was kind of looking at Michael's team or Josh's team before Michael took over, and you're like, man, that's going to take five years to turn that thing around. Um, but if you have two quarterbacks, you kind of mess around and win a couple games here and there. And it's not like some of these, like we see like what the older veterans go for in the league. Um, if Michael really wanted to, like he could acquire some veterans if these quarterbacks pan out and he could be back in the playoffs in no time. So I, I really like this move and I like it for Welch as well because he's getting Marquise Brown, Alexander Madison, a first round pick, which we assume as of now is going to be early and a second. So <clears throat> Welch we would assume is going to take a quarterback as well. So he's going to have three quarterbacks. He's going to have three, uh, quote unquote, starting running backs. Um, I'm assuming that Dalvin Cook is going to be traded or cut uh, after June 1st. And Hollywood Brown's value is going to increase pretty soon, too, right? Like they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's starting to start up again as well. So it seems like he's going to be traded or cut after June 1st. So, I, I mean, this is like a win-win for both sides, and it was co- cooked up in like five seconds. Yeah, that's kind of what I texted you. I think I, my almost word for word was like, hey, sorry, I didn't like be able to um, talk about this trade even more because I didn't have time to digest it because I've been so busy at work kind of thing. But then I think I followed up with you like 20 minutes later. I was like, I think it was a, I like it for both sides or something like that. And I love it for Welch specifically because he was kind of bottlenecked at 102 and 103 just because of the way that the 2023 draft class kind of fell in front of us in a super flex draft or in the PDL draft. Those are going to be quarterback picks. And I don't think Welch's team, especially having Lawrence, needs that type of caliber or like draft capital quarterbacks. I was like, man, I think if he goes quarterback quarterback, that might actually be a mistake. I hope he trades back. But and. As we know, it's never that black and white. And so now he found a way to trade back, essentially. And so he's not bottlenecked to really feel like he has to be, um, you know, picking those quarterbacks. And he's able to punt it, pick up even more capital, which is great. So now it's always good to have multiple first round picks. And especially like anytime anyone sees like a 2025 first round pick, especially now. I don't know why, but they're like, oh, that's worthless to me. (laughs) Obviously not to that extent but they will definitely appreciate in value closer and closer we get and i'm sure the 2025 class is going to be super hyped all of a sudden or it's always going to be something because everyone always looks at the next draft class with um rose tinted glasses so i feel like this is a fantastic move but i also love the move from michael as well similar to what you said it's him calling his shot this is awesome could you like you Darren, you probably can speak to this more than I can. You took over an orphan team. Now this guy takes over Josh's team, the like a dumpster fire. So imagine how like disheartened you are coming into the PDL, seeing how much fun everyone else is having. You're sitting on Trash Mountain, and you know you've slowly been working the waiver wire, making these little trades here and there for these kind of like backup running backs that could pay off. And he's done enough uh-huh. moves now where he pretty much put like all of his hard work has now paid off. What, he has a third overall pick in this rookie draft, and he could pick anyone. So now being able to attach someone so young that you could call your shot on and see them grow on your team, isn't that just so much more fun than just being like, oh, God, I got to keep selling these guys? And then maybe in like 2025, I could finally get that franchise piece. 
if this third pick pans out, he's already getting that franchise piece. And like you said, if Desmond Ritter pans out, that's great too. But it's just the fact that this is just going. I'm just so ex- I'm so happy for Michael. I, I can't even speak properly because this is yeah. just going to make his involvement in the PDL a lot more fun. So I feel like this is an absolute win-win on both sides. And I don't know. It, it, are the Dallas Strip contenders now? Uh, I wouldn't say contenders, but playoff contender. Yeah, I think I think that now, um, assuming that Alexander Madison is the starting running back for the Vikings. Um, I think you can really put Welch in the contention for the playoffs. Um, he's obviously not going to contend with you or Max, but I think he can kind of sneak into the back of the playoffs now because he has three uh, starting running backs. His wide receivers are pretty solid. He has Dallas Goddard. He's going to have three quarterbacks. Like I, I really think that he could contend for a playoff spot now. So, um I don't know if he really wants that, though, (laughs) because I have talked to Welch a few times and I think he kind of like wanted to be a bad for one more year, Um, at least like not not playoff good, you know. Um, So I think that maybe is like counterproductive. And we see already that Welch has put Madison and Marquise Brown on the block already. So uh maybe he's like man i might have made my team a little too good and i want to go backwards just a little bit so um I-, I think that like even still right like if hopkins is moved and cook is moved madison and brown's value is going to go up higher than it is right now so I-, I mean i think he's in a good spot like so everyone everyone including myself is probably going to be inquiring about alexander madison if dalvin cook is actually moved right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that's kind of why you have to call your shot now, right? It's like at that point, it's already too late because yeah, everyone no, I, is now I, interested. I agree. But at the same time, like. Walt is probably already planning for that. Like none of us in the league are dumb anymore. Like we don't have any Josh's. So you can't be like, yeah, I don't know. He hasn't been cut yet. So I don't know if that's going to happen. So and if um, Josh was in the league, he would offer four second round picks for Alexander Madison right now. <laughs> He absolutely would. Maybe even five. I'm not even joking. That is such a Josh move to do. Like, that's like patented Josh. I feel so bad if he listens to this pod. Like, what if he just stumbled on Spotify and he's just like, you know what? I missed a pedo. Let's listen to this. He's like, what the fuck? They're still roasting me. What is happening? (laughs) Josh, you live in our heads rent free, especially Darren. I feel like Darren, honestly, I feel like you think about Josh more more than you think, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, it used to be chuck he used to drive me insane and i've gotten over that i think now it is josh and it'll, <laughs> it'll take some time to time get will over be the josh. best healer right well i mean someone's gonna take that throne like one of you guys in the pdl is going to take the throne and it's gonna be the the most aggravating man in the league for me and you won't know until you leave the league and then you'll know if you still listen to the pod after you leave. But right now, no one really annoys me the way that Chuck or, or Josh did. No one, I don't even know if anyone in this league that's currently here could annoy me that much. Um, I know we, it's surprising because like Kenny should have been that, right? But I think it was because I knew Kenny in person, like in real life. Oh, yeah. That that's I like the only real pass. I mean, that's the only real passes the Yao bots had. Yeah, pretty much. Because like, if I didn't know Kenny and Kev, I would have been like, "These guys fucking suck, man! Like, <laughs> they're the worst." 
<laughs> but I know I, them in in person. That's I'm literally like, nepotism, just in full display in the PDL. I was like, no, <laughs> no one fucks with them. And then um, they were just so bad. Where I was like, fuck, I can get rid of them. And then the way, like, you know how when you're in this situation, you could just rip off the band aid. Yeah, I did it so slowly. I was like, okay, yeah. maybe I could just weed them out slowly, become a become co-owners here, and then you now now become my co. Oh my god, it was awful. But yeah. now we're here. But hold on, let's well, go back to this trade. Oh, wait, well, wait. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, I was gonna say, literally, like, <laughs> years of me and you going back and forth, because, like, one year it would be, like, me, I'll be like, dude, they need to fucking go. And you're oh, like, yeah, well, and then I would defend them. And then, and like, then dude, I would get good. pissed, and then you would defend them. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was a terrible series of events. <laughs> so, hold on. To bring this back onto the PDL, at least. So, yeah. <laughs> would you say, right now, on the spot, that our mock draft still holds place. Like, would you change any of those players now? Or what is now the quarterbacks that are expected to go in quarterbacks row after uh, Bijan? Is it now influenced because Michael literally just threw his hat into the ring and now it's Welch, Michael and you. And this is un- like this draft was literally controlled by Welch. And now it's anyone's game. I don't know why I feel like this yeah. breed just so much life into the PDL again. And this is why I'm so happy that we waited a little bit more time to push um, everything because I know Memorial day weekends coming up. Like I'm so excited for the weekend now because I have no life and my wife is super pregnant. So I can't do anything. I'm literally just going <laughs> to sit on the couch, look at the PDL rosters and be like, Holy shit. The landscape has now changed. Like what I thought heading into the 2023 season, like how, it was going to look like now it's completely changed because Welch just completely changed his trajectory. So now I'm like, Oh my God, this kind of uh, woke me up a little bit more. I'm being a little dramatic about it, but yeah. What do you think? Do you think uh, the quarterback's row has now changed? Um, uh, My, my guess would be that <clears throat> Welch could go any direction, right? At one Oh two. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he went any direction. Um, he could, he's shown in the past that he takes the home run swings. Um, so he could still go for Anthony Richardson and hope to God he doesn't strike out. But I kind of think he goes young or Stroud. And then I think that Michael at 103 takes the other guy that's there and obviously trading to 103 and not getting his choice by trading up to 102 um he's definitely comfortable with whoever is there um i think that michael definitely needs some kind of stability with his franchise right um and i think that trading up and giving up all the assets that he gave up if he is to take a guy like anthony richardson and he does flame out, then that is pretty much the nail in the coffin <laughs> for, for his franchise. Like, and that's when I, you get to victory lap. Be like, Tommy, I told you it was going to take like five years to turn that team around. <laughs> <laughs> like at that point, I don't know how you even turn that team around because he would have, he's, he literally, as of right now, he does not have his own first round pick until 2026. So he needs this quarterback to be at the very worst, like just solid. And I think that Young and Stroud, they have floors of being solid NFL quarterbacks. Like you're gonna get at worst, like a you know, a Tua Tagovailoa, right? Like with both of these guys, I think. And I think that most people would be happy with that. Like if you get a Tua or a Kirk Cousins and they're that level for 
10, 15 years, like you can't not be happy with that, getting that for one first round pick, especially in a super flex league. Um, so I think that like, like we saw Tua last year, Tua was top 10 in points per game. So if you get these weapons around these guys, like everyone has the ceiling. If you can throw, especially in a six point passing touchdown league that we're in now, if you can throw, you can put up the numbers with these rushing quarterbacks. The six-point passing touchdown neutralized the Konami rushing quarterback guys. Like we, Joe Burrow. If you look at the the numbers from last year, I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow is above or literally like within one point of Jalen Hurts. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I think that's why right Before now that. I was so so bullish on Lamar. And then I started to think about it a little bit more. I was like, oh, I think I'm still thinking about the context of how the PDL used to be, where the Russian quarterbacks did have so much of an that edge, extra and edge. They don't exactly. Anymore. They really don't. I mean, they still have the edge. I'm not trying to downplay that at all. I'm not going to say, oh, boo-hoo, have Jalen Hurts and Lamar feel bad for me. <laughs> I'm going to say, yes, I still believe that that competitive edge is big enough for me to invest heavily in that way. So much so I even gave up. Wouldn't you say if if there was a blind poll right now, Actually, we should do this, Darren. This this is just a thought that I'm having live, and let's 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 um brainstorm this live. Why don't we send a a blind anonymous top three? Who do you think is the most? Eh, no, I guess it'd be boring because it would just be some talk. No, it wouldn't. The most untouchable players in the PDL specifically, um, because you would think it'd always be the same players, like. Of course, Patrick Mahomes with Steve's team yeah, would always Patrick be on Mahomes there, 100%. but Josh Allen wouldn't because Mike has him on the block. So I guess we wouldn't put yeah. him on there. And I feel like a lot of people would have put Joe Burrow on Delco because you knew like I'm obsessed with Joe Burrow. I fucking love that guy. And I feel like a lot of people would have put him on the list. So I feel like that's why it would have been such a shock when then you saw me trade Joe, Bur Joe Burrow. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I think I could tell you without doing the blind. All right, who, who are the most who are the most untouchable players? The most in the PDL, yes. The most untouchable players in the PDL would be Pat Mahomes, Jamar Chase. Jamar Justin Chase Jefferson. was going to be the next one. Yeah, <laughs> Those three, plus Bijan, once he is drafted. I think I I'd have to agree with you. I don't, they, like, those are the four, like, and you could put five as, like, I guess Kyle Pitts, um, because I don't think Max would trade him unless, like, someone was to overpay. But I think that those four guys definitely are... They're not going That's a anywhere. lock. I think it's an absolute lock what you just said. Because yeah, like I, I, I was going to jokingly say I think Jamar Chase is more untouchable than Patrick Mahomes. But no, I think he is. I think Jamar Chase is more untouchable than Patrick Mahomes. No, I don't know. Because, well, like maybe. I think analytical. Like if, you, if you just kind of like, because it's not abnormal to overpay for a Someone like Patrick Mahomes in a super flex league, especially six touchdowns. So I could totally nope. see someone just literally just being like backing up the load, but no one would do that for a single wide receiver. And I don't think anyone would ever be able to give enough value for Max well, to give up. Okay. Chase. So, <clears throat> so here we go. I'm going to go through the, the top 12 quarterbacks and PDL scoring from last year. Pat Mahomes was one pocket. We would consider him a pocket passer, right? Um, he does scramble, but not not a whole lot. Uh, Josh Allen, he does run, but they're trying to kind of kind of dial that back. Joe Burrow, 100% pocket passer. Um, then you have Jalen Hurts, finally the first like rushing quarterback at number mm -hmm, four. Mm -hmm. um, Geno Smith. Geno Smith is number five. Um, the then you have Lawrence. Right 
pocket passer, but it can move a little bit. Kind of like kind of like Pat Mahomes a little bit. Kirk Cousins, number seven, pocket passer. Jared Goff, pocket passer, number eight. Justin Herbert. Well, to be passer. fair, a lot of the scrambling, I, I, I guess it's also because of the style, are mostly hurt, right? Like Lamar was hurt. Kyler, who I would say is more of like a hybrid, hurt. Uh-huh. Um, Jalen Hurts obviously made it on the list because he didn't. Get, I mean, he did get hurt, but not long enough to keep him off the top. Like what other would you say are pure rushing quarterbacks in the PDL Fields. that gets a lot of them? Yeah. F- Wait, was Fields not on that list? He was 10. Wow, that's surprising. I guess I the six the, point touchdown think, really did neutralize it a lot. It I does. thought Fields was going to be so much higher. You're right. This is eye opening. Yeah, it does. It, the six-point passing touchdown really makes a difference, and it levels the playing field for the pocket passer quarterbacks. Like I, I think that everyone is kind of underestimating that, but I think that we're going to go into it, and, and we kind of saw it with the Jalen Hurts trade a little bit. Like people are going for longevity, and they're like planning. <coughs> excuse me, they're planning on this league lasting a long time. And if it's going to last a long time, you want a quarterback that's going to be here for a long time. Like mm-hmm, you're not mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll, I'll take two, three years maybe of Anthony Richardson and hope for the best. Or I'm going to get 10 to 15 years of a quarterback I really like that can put up similar numbers because we're in a six-point passing touchdown league. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast actually somewhat recently, and it was a Dynasty podcast. And I was like, oh, sweet. Let's give this a listen. And some of the advice they were giving, they're like, nah, take this guy because most Dynasty leagues just try to project it almost like redraft <laughs> for like the next three years. That's pretty much what you should think of. Don't think of uh-huh. anything else because the league will most likely fold. So anything, any moves that you do, just think of like a three-year like frame. And I was like, what? I've never thought that way in the PDL, which is obviously because it's my own league. And I guess I'm a little yeah. bit biased. So I was like, oh, that's wild that that's probably what like most people probably look under the scope for I at think least so. dynasty. I really think they do. I think that like in a normal league, like it's weird because like the PDL has its own like value and ecosystem and everything. But that's because everyone that's here now expects it to go for a long time. So in a normal dynasty league, you're like, yeah, man, <laughs> if someone like, trade like i saw today someone was in a dynasty league like one fantasy and this guy i follow he was in this dynasty league and the guy traded away so like josh kind of he traded away all of his picks but he didn't pay his dues because the commissioner didn't collect the money and they didn't have someone like you that was like willing to eat that cost and then the league just folded because that guy folded over that that's so stupid yep yep so it was a league that was like going for like three years and then that guy no one wanted to take over the team that had no draft picks and it was a shitty team so like the league just folded i this is probably gonna be a soundbite that comes back to haunt me but like i feel like i would have to be like dead for the pdl to fold like i I feel like there's honestly nothing really at least drama wise that would be bad enough for me to be like nope bye because i feel like everyone in the pdl are like my actual real life friends so, like, it would never be, like, unless it's, like, I really can't think of anything that would cause PDL to fold. So, I think that's why I get so excited anytime these kind of, like, a lot of the trades is validating for me as a commissioner. Where I'm like, wow, they, you could see it in the scope that they did it for the long haul. Like, Welch did yeah. this. He literally traded a 103 pick for this year for, for something he's not going to be able to get back. Or, of course, he could trade it as, like, ammunition and things like that. But, like, something he realistically won't see for another two years. And to me... That's kind of a pat on the back for me and be like, wow, he trusts the league. That's pretty cool. So I feel yeah. like in a lot of leagues, this trade probably wouldn't have happened, right? Definitely not. Um, because people are like, 
not expecting to be around that long. Like, <clears throat> I just don't think that people are like really planning. And I, I know it's kind of like what Brian does. Brian's like, I don't really care about the next two or three years, but Brian is still at the same time expecting to be here in five years. He just plays it kind of differently than the rest of us. But it's like, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's definitely something like to credit to you, obviously it's something that you created with these people, with the, the help of, you know, Max Welch, Mike, the original guys that were here. Um, and it's like, it's something that probably can't be really recreated, you know, especially like, I, I know that there's probably dynasty leagues that have been around for a while with like dudes from their high school and stuff like that. But finding guys from like Reddit, right. That yeah. you don't really know. And then like building and like becoming friends with them and like texting and like, you know, like how, what stuff that's going on in their lives and everything. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It, you love to see it. And I feel like once again, it's what makes fantasy football so fun, but mm -hmm. I feel like the it really opens up the draft now, at least the PDL rookie draft, just to always tie it back to the PDL in a way. Like I said, would you say? I don't know. It, it feels like not that substantial of a move. It's just another owner moving up to the first, and we know they're probably most likely going to select a quarterback, so not much really has changed, but I feel like it really does add a little bit of new breath to the feel of the draft. Like you said, it's just seven days away, and... Just like a second ago, I was like, gosh, this is dragging. I really wish the draft <laughs> was here. But now with this move, I'm just sitting out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's seven, it's seven days away. This is crazy. Like, what's going on? I don't know why. Isn't that so weird? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I was like, we're still a fucking week away. And it's like, this is <laughs> this is tiring. Like, I, I don't know what, because, like, I don't really. You're probably getting ready to text me. Be like, Tommy, just just move it up, man. Come on. <laughs> like, we could literally do this today. What's the difference? Because, exactly. like. <laughs> I'm surprised point, I didn't get more think... of those text messages from you, honestly. Well, like, rookie mini camps are, like, over, right? Like, at this point, like, they're, they're done. And I don't think anything else is really going to happen before next Wednesday. Like, we see June 1st is the day after. So, maybe, Wait, no, like. No, I'm pretty sure Mike is disappearing at some point. Well, yeah, he might just stall when it gets to his pick because when we have June first, right? Then you have um, you have June first, which is the day that people like veterans can be cut to save more money against the cap, um, which I don't really understand because, like, you know, I, I, there is there. Do you know if there's like a max to how many post June first designations a franchise can use? Do you no, know? No, actually, that? I have no idea. That's a good because question. it's it's so weird that like these guys haven't already. There must be some kind of like limit because. Zeke was cut in fucking March and they just made him a post June first designation. Like I don't understand why these guys haven't been cut already. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Like there has to be some kind of limit. I feel like it really screws time. the vets because it's so deep. Yeah, in like you're hanging them around for no but at the same time. I think if Dalvin Cook is cut, like he would get a job pretty much right away. And he, I oh, think yeah. for me, um I don't think he's gonna go to Miami, if I had to guess. So is it is it like is it like certain? Like, would it be a shock to you if he is a Minnesota Viking? Dramatic I think pause. I, lost you. I think I lost oh. you. I, I didn't hear you for a second. What oh, did you I thought you were taking a dramatic pause. You took a perfect no, I didn't hear anything No, you all just I said, said was, um, <laughs> is it like a done deal? Is it is it like for real? Um, would it be a shock to you if like Alvin it. Cook was a Minnesota Viking? Um <laughs> they literally took him off of the Twitter banner for their. Official. Oh yeah, and they put Madison in. I saw and that. They, so like, he's probably gonna be released. Like they, I saw that they wanted him to take a pay cut, or he was gonna be released. 
Um, I think at that point, like when you ask a guy to take a pay cut, they can take that the wrong way and like a slap in the face and be like, all right, just cut me then. Um, so I, I do think that there is a very good chance that he is on a different team next year. Um, I, I just don't think that he's going to go to a bad situation though. It doesn't like, I, I kind of think like low key, he might go to the chiefs. Um, that's an amazing situation for a running back to, to be in. Like we God, literally we just can't saw... let them get away with that, Darren. That's just <laughs> we just saw Isaiah. Pacheco, that's not fair. Seventh round rookie, just like you know, he played great. And if you have Dalvin Cook in the same situation, he's going to be even better. And like that's the recipe for him to get another like decent contract after this year. So um i think that like the other guys that are still around like i don't know why zeke isn't like please god kellen moore please make it happen get me to sandy or los angeles please get me there like i want to be a charger maybe the fact that kellen moore hasn't even signed up everyone's like oh shit zeke's like done done that's true that's true that's a good point because because his old offensive coordinator doesn't want him at all seemingly it's like, yeah, maybe Remember he when does suck. Bill O'Brien <laughs> passed on Christian Hackenberg, and yeah. then everyone was like, oh, he must be bad, yeah. bad. And then the Jets, for some reason, were like, oh, we'll take him in the second. But like when we saw that, we're like, oh, that's not a good sign. So yeah, maybe when they saw Kellen Moore was like, oh, we could just have like Zeke for free right now. And he's probably like, yeah. you know, I know we really have um, Eckler and no one else, but yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I would rather play Josh <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the other league or other GMs probably saw that like, you know, let's not do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's very, very uh interesting like what's gonna happen in a couple of weeks because I I think that um DeAndre Hopkins could kind of forfeit his way out of Arizona. Like he they're gonna they could save twenty million dollars if they cut him after June first. And there's no reason for him to be even on the roster, right? Like the best thing for the Cardinals at this point is for them to be bad and they get pick one and hopefully pick two from the Texans. That's the best case scenario for the Cardinals. Like they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Who knows when Kyler Murray's going to play? So it's Yo, you like, think if they actually have that happen, then they take Caleb Williams. I know everyone like low key like memes I that so. sometimes, but you have to, right? I think so. And I, when we were me and Greg were talking about it, like last week was that. Um, First, I was like, "There's, there's absolutely no way because the cap hit is like enormous." But then he was like, "Yeah, but like, yeah, that's cost-controlled rookie for five years. You eat the cap hit for one year." And then I looked at it like, if you make it a post-June first designation on the trade, it's like nothing. So <clears throat> I totally think that if they do get the first pick, Kyler is going to be on a new team next year. And for all we know, it could be like an even better situation. Like, what's who's to say that Kyler isn't traded in like Detroit, right? And he's there with. Amon Ra and Jamison Williams and Laporta and Jameer Gibbs. Like, that's a way better situation than Kyler is in right now. So, um, at the same time, though, he's definitely not a Dan Campbell guy. So, I already <laughs> retract that statement. Dan <laughs> Campbell's disgusted by the fact that you would even suggest that. His blood just turned boiling because he was like, someone suggested I was going to trade for that little prick? Absolutely <laughs> not. Fucking nerd who just plays video games? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. He's most likely going to be on a new team next year, I think. Like, he's he's out of there. I, I, I would be fairly confident in that, you know? So, I you know that um, connection I kind of made, the joke that we were making, saying, oh, well, Kellum, if Kellen Moore isn't taking Zeke, then there's an issue. Same with how the Hackenberg thing with O'Brien. When you see 
that Kyler Murray's price is almost at an all-time low, and the only short, chubby Korean PDL member is not going after him. <laughs> That's an issue, right? Yeah. I you fucking are, love Kyler. I still same. love him, but like I'm like, ah, uh, you know, even I'm a little out, and I'm more of a truther of Kyler than most, I feel like. And I I'm like he is too it, it is too low. Like if I didn't have both Lamar and Hertz or like the Lamar Burrow combo, I definitely would have made offers to Max by now. But uh I the pendulum has definitely swung too far, but I know it's hard for you to uh talk unbiasedly about Kyler Murray because of your burning hatred of him. I feel like you yeah, hate I him as much as him. like you hate McNabb. Like, do you hate him more than McNabb? No, because McNabb was actually like here and I had to see his face <laughs> all the time. Like, and each time you saw him, he got a little bit angrier. Like, oh my God, this chunky yeah. suit motherfucker. Yeah, he was always on commercials. He was like always on the news. It was always like, what is Donathan McNabb doing this week? And it's like, yeah, he's probably just playing like shit. Um, I the funniest honestly, thing is he was booed when he came into Philly. He did great, but he was just like booed the entire time. And then he retired uh, while well, he kind of moved over to the what Washington. Uh, they were the Redskins at the time for a little bit. But like he retired as one of the greatest of all time Eagle greats. And then uh, like no one talks about him ever. <laughs> I think it's because he kind of like disgraced his name after he was retired. Like he, he got really like did. multiple DUIs. Like he really did. Like he could be doing pretty much whatever he wanted with the Eagles organization if he wasn't a fuck-up after he retired. Like, he literally just screwed that whole thing up. He could have had, like, they, Allen Iverson, right? Like, he's in a part of the Sixers organization, basically, at this point. And it's like, mm-hmm. he he was a complete moron when he was playing. But, like, he took, like, a five-year kind of hiatus and he retired, and then he came back, and it's like, oh, it's Allen Iverson. But, like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, my God, done. AI, icon. <laughs> McNabb literally retired and just (laughs) literally disappeared for like a decade and then came back. It's like, hey, five is back. I even feel like you would have been like, you know, yeah, he's he's all right. He's an old guy now. Yeah, I was young. I hated everyone. Yeah, he did all right. I still hate him, but I don't hate him as much. Like, I feel like even you would have softened. But yeah, I agree. He completely tarnished everything. I like I you knew I loved McNabb. I I, I don't like McNabb. Yeah, because he just he just ruined what it could have been. I mean, that's. That's fine with me. Like, I don't have to see him anymore, and that's that's cool. Um, I think, like, my top three most hated players probably. Oh, I need to hear time, this. Yeah, I need this. Probably, Give it to probably me. McNabb, Tim Tebow, and <laughs> Kyler Murray. Probably. I forgot how much you hated Tim Tebow. I actually Absolutely completely despised forgot. Tim Tebow. Absolutely despised him. He got he got so much media coverage, and he sucked. He was so what a bad. playoff game. He was terrible. He won the playoff game because Demarius Thomas made the rest He took of the a slant to the house. An 85-yard slant. Like, that's why they won that playoff game. Well, it had nothing to do with Tim Tebow. And then it was like, oh, Tebow time. It's fourth quarter. Seven minutes left. Tebow time. And it's like, dude. You know, as soon as he got that touchdown, he went down on one knee and started Tebowing, too. Oh, my God. He, he and was you probably such... got so mad. And I didn't even – like, he was a very, 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 very good college quarterback. But – I still couldn't stand him when he was in college. And it's like he was playing on a college team with like Percy Harvin and Aaron Hernandez. And like they had all these amazing players when Urban Meyer was down there in Florida. And he's got he goes to the NFL and he, he's I literally think what really you would get if you would just put like a middle linebacker at quarterback and was just like go play. And like I, I would argue with people and like I would be like, he, he can't throw like he can't throw. He can't be. He has he literally has like a cult following though because of like 
how religious he is, like people would like take a bullet for him. Oh yeah, because it was like he was so openly religious and everything. So people were like, I love Tim Tebow. But you got this guy. It's kinda of, it's kinda of like Anthony Richardson, sort of. It's like you got this guy that like can't throw. He's big, he's athletic, he can do all that stuff. Basically a linebacker, a quarterback, but he can't throw. So you can't kind of but make it. Darren, he's the most athletic quarterback though. <laughs> yes. But if that was all it took, then the Seahawks would just put DK Metcalf at quarterback. Like that's that's all it takes, right? You just put an athlete back there and just let him work. Um, I'm gonna give you an opportunity right now to start saying nice things about the potential future Carolina <laughs> Thunder, Anthony Richardson, right now. You could start retracting your statements, bud. Um, I mean, he seems like he's a nice kid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> is that re- dude? <laughs> This is the best smoke screen I've ever seen in my life. He's he does seem like he's a nice kid, right? Like he I saw that he like cleaned up the food or whatever after they had a team dinner or some shit because he was like the employee. Didn't Malik Willis buy like a homeless person food like during the combine or something? Oh some yeah, shit? he did. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, yep, cool. Did. And doesn't Juju <laughs> Smith Schuster do that kind of stuff like all the time <laughs> yeah. for like clout on TikTok? Yeah. Like, cool, so, man. So what we're saying is because you're a nice I, guy. I do pick up trash, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna be good <laughs> at throwing a ball. But no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm just I'm just jabbing <laughs> at you because we're at the type of the season where it's like, oh, they're in the best shape of did you just see um what was it? The Bears were saying how excited they were because they see a different chase claypool like a recharged oh, chase claypool and i was like oh my god i fucking love this i love this part of the chase offseason where does have a good ass nickname though mapletron that is mapletron fucking, is so good that is like a top tier nickname and it is wasted on a shitty player <laughs> no but the worst part is it fits him because he is so athletic and so big yeah. but he's just such a shit receiver i agree like i think the reason mapletron works even better is because it literally fits how he played for like that like yeah. five game stretch <laughs> yeah and then he just was like oh i forgot i can't i, I don't know how to catch the ball that's just yeah. not a thing i have I no do. idea what i'm doing with my hands <laughs> <laughs> but yeah th- isn't this the type of season that kind of get you a little bit excited because we're kind of like you said we're kind of like you know you were even mentioning like oh man tommy just move off the draft there's nothing rookie ot like all this stuff is over like what are we doing and the funniest part is people will still make up these narratives the reporters still have a job they have to put a headline out there and i guarantee you there there are trades across multiple dynasty leagues right now for chase claypool i guarantee it probably like oh my god you know what i saw the other day i saw a trade on twitter where somebody oh, no. traded multiple, it was, I think it was like two, two first round picks and a second round pick for fucking George Pickens. I was wait, like, wait, 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 wait! Did you see two first round picks? Two first round picks and a second round pick for George Pickens. I was like, what? What are you guys smoking over here that you think that this guy is this good? I was like, yeah, like four Did catches. They know Deontay Johnson is still on that team. Deontay Johnson have hundred and forty something targets last He's- year. <laughs> he's so good Deontay Johnson gets separation like we don't believe George Pickens can't do that George yeah. Pickens is like a he, he's like Al an Robinson. Alshon Jeffrey kind of yeah. dude but yeah. like Deontay Johnson's like a technician oh my god and I feel like yeah, it makes no oh sense my god that makes it that makes it makes sense. absolutely no sense why people like George Pickens and I'm not like scratching him because people are like, being like applauded a- for that Twitter thing too right people are like yeah get your guy Pickens the well, vote. no um you know, like the the oh no, baby, what is you doing? Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the that's what the guy like tweeted. He like blurred out the names <laughs> and he was like, oh no, baby, what is you doing? And it's like 
um That's yeah I, I agree with this guy like because that is a little, little bit too much <laughs> like we saw um george pickens last year in our draft he went in the first pick in the second round and then for him to go for two first round picks now and it's like i, I actually like liked george pickens um but i saw him play in the nfl and i'm kind of like yeah I, I don't think he's gonna be like it you know if they trade deontay johnson or something like sure maybe he could be um, but as of now, he's a wide receiver too with a quarterback that will he be good or will he not be good? Um, because I think if you put Deontay Johnson with a quarterback that was like Pat Mahomes, like he would be, people would talk about him like he's the best receiver in the league. Um, cause he's actually good at football, but George Pickens could be, but if you're trading two first round picks for a guy that could be good based on like three highlight reel catches and because he like watched the draft and that snow hoodie thing like <laughs> that's that's wild wild like you're just hoping for the best there and just like swinging for the stars and you're you're like yeah george pickens he's my guy and i, I you know i i can respect that i guess but um i don't know like i just don't i personally don't see it with him like i i don't know like yeah no i i completely get it so Roy, I, I just know... got this alert that our league is drafting in seven days from this minute Oh, you know, I, uh, I Shefty completely missed the uh, what yesterday's countdown. No one called him out on it. Oh yeah, the one to wait pick. Yeah, I was um, waiting for it. I know, I know, Shefty. Um, <laughs> he has it saved all in the drafts too, and Shefty just fucking forgot. So you can uh, drop it now. Be like, <laughs> yeah. Should I? Should I just? Should I just do it now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You and then you can call numbers? him out from your account. Be like, wow, what a lame guy. Yeah, I'll be like fucking. <laughs> Rappaport so much better here. I'm a little <laughs> doing it now, but as I'm doing this, so it's not dead air. Um, I have two more topics I would love to talk to you about and we'll see. So just off the cuff and we don't even have to be accurate because we're just going off the dome right now. What do you think was the most lopsided trade you've ever seen in the PDL go? I mean, it was definitely that Miles Sanders one that Josh was a part of. Um, a lot of them were probably from Josh, actually, because like the one that Chase Edmonds won, where Juju and Miles Sanders were traded. Oh from Chase my God, I forgot that about really that. Bad. Um, Say that again. Sorry, I, I feel like I was too loud and took the attention away from what you were saying. <laughs> Josh, Josh traded Juju and Miles Sanders for Chase Edmonds. Um, I know we talked about this in detail, but then before that, he traded like a first and or two. Was it two firsts and like a bunch of seconds or something? Um, for Miles Sanders, like Josh has made some really, really bad trades. Um, I think that takes the cake though, because I remember we told we told Michael that, right? And he was like yeah. breaking down. Yeah, when Michael joined the league, we were like, "This is this is how you got here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Miles Sanders and Juju Smith-Schuster for Chase Edmonds. At no, no one, yeah. no one was making offers for Chase Edmonds. I, I promise yeah. you that. And then yep. out of nowhere, he woke up and said, oh, my God, you're so right. That is the trade. Yeah, it was just out of nowhere, too. It was like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm doing this right now. And it was be we found out later it was because he listened to some podcast that Max will never reveal to us that it was like, apparently it was the stupidest motherfucker ever that made this podcast. <laughs> because if you're saying go out there and get Chase Edmonds at all costs, like you you shouldn't bye, be making a pass. Bye, bye. Like you should not be making a fantasy football podcast if that's the advice you're giving out. Like, 
please God, trade everything you possibly can. Make sure you have Chase Edmonds, the five foot eight, 195 pound scat back that the NFL has never appreciated. Definitely go get him. <laughs> Do it all costs. <laughs> okay. And now, just so we could talk more PDL, and I'll also answer this as well. What is your favorite trade that you have made so far in the PDL and the trade that you most regret? And while you think about that, I'll also answer part of it. Um, my oh, oh, yeah, I know which one I most regret, but you can go first. <laughs> oh, I, I think I know the one you regret, too, because I feel like it comes up sometimes. And I feel like yeah. uh, I think it, it came up as a meme. It was someone's lock screen for a little bit or something. Uh, like yeah, that. Mike's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike's. But anyway, um, that we'll talk about that then. Um, I think the one. I regret the most um, might actually be shocking to you there, but it is my Austin Eckler trade in hindsight. Probably <laughs> shouldn't need. I, I probably didn't need to make that move. Like Austin Eckler could easily just still be sitting in my squad. And the yeah. only player I would be missing would be Jamison Williams. Right. And I would be sitting much more comfortably right now yeah. ahead of Max. Cause he wouldn't have been able to get someone like Austin <laughs> Eckler, right? his team. And exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it to your team. That's, that's a huge difference. And he wouldn't have been able to get Josh Jacobs from Brett. Cause he's not talking to Brett on the phone for eight hours a day. True. Trying to get that deal done. So what I'm saying is that's probably a trade. I do really, re- not that I regret Jamison. You know, I'm still very high on him, but the guy's a fucking moron. And I'm slowly trying, you know me when I fall for someone, I fall for someone really hard. And they could be like an absolute dipshit. I'm like, oh God, why do I keep falling for these kind of guys? But I kind of have to look the other way and hope that they're going to be good. So anyway, it's not that I regret Jameson Williams. Just I feel like I would just be in such a better position if I just never did that move. So that's easily the one I regret the most. But dare. Come on, uh, let's play some spoiler. What what, what should we be talking about here for you? Uh, <laughs> that was Mike's lock screen for a little bit. It was the one where I, the biggest piece was Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I traded him away and it was right before he exploded. Like it was like the first 12 weeks of the season. He didn't do jack shit. I traded him like the day before trade deadline. And it was like a bunch of other pieces like that don't really matter that much anymore. Like it's basically like Mariota. He's, he's irrelevant now. Singletary, pretty much irrelevant. Gabe Davis. He sucks. Um, Kylan Hill. And then, but it's basically like I gave away Amon Ross St. Brown. I basically like just was like, take them because I have too many players and I need to make roster space. So you can just, I basically just gave them to Kev, who's now Tanish's team, um, because I was tired of waiting. And it was funny because I was very in on Amon Ra. I was like, I was telling Mike before the season, I was like, this guy is going to be worth a first round pick next year. Um, now he's probably worth a first plus. Um, I, you know, I, I sold, I sold low and I definitely regret it. And like some people might be, when you ask that, it might be thinking like the Olave trade. I don't regret that quite as much. Um, because like, I still think DJ Moore is actually a good receiver. Um, Olave is definitely more valuable at this point, obviously. Um, and I also said that to Steve, I was like, what, like, cause he was trying to get like a little more because at the time DJ Moore was more valuable and he was like, I'll need a little more on top. And I was like, well, I mean, we could do this three months from now and it could be reversed and Olave is worth more. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. And I just like added it. And I, I was like, man, like that, that was a little bit of a regret, but I still like DJ Moore. He's still like relatively young. Um, so that one I'm not quite as concerned about. But the trading way, Amon Ra, who I drafted in the third round, that was like a killer because, like, I 
at the time I was like, man, he's here in the third round. He's going to be good. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't obviously didn't expect him to be what he was, but then I traded him away too soon for too little. And now I will never get him back. <laughs> I know. And it sucks because you're literally known as a wide receiver factory and you're very well respected for that. Like Tanish is like kisses the ground that you walk because he <laughs> discovered he's like, holy shit. Every single wide receiver hit came from Darren Seam. And I was like, dude, I told you we're not exaggerating this. But yeah. what is your favorite trade that you have ever made? Um, and if you need some time to think about it, let me know. So <laughs> I think my favorite trade um, was probably when I acquired the now retired Tom Brady. Um, just like, Ooh, you know, this is shocking. Things. I didn't know you were going to go with this way. Uh, it didn't really like turn into much, but that was probably my personal favorite. But I think like the, the best one um, was when I traded away Travis Kelsey. Like I know that he was great the last two years or whatever it was that I haven't had him. But I got CeeDee Lamb from it, who is my... He's like a centerpiece to your team. Yeah, he's like the best player on my roster right now. And I got TJ Hawkinson. So I got two very good players out of it. So I think like that, that is definitely up in the running there. I was going to say, I feel like that's a huge identity piece to your team. Because I can't think like any... Oh, God. I love CeeDee Lamb so much out of alcohol. Uh, Oklahoma, because obviously that was one of Kyler's guys that he was going to, too. And I loved yep. Kyler. So naturally, I loved CD Lamb. And then Dallas took him, and I was like, fuck, I can't like him anymore. But then, you know, I still watch because he's in the NFC East. So I still get to watch a lot of CD Lamb. And I was like, my goodness, he is so good. So I slowly became more and more of a fan. And then you got him. And I was like, nope, nope, mm-mm. I don't, I literally don't watch <laughs> CD Lamb anymore. Like, I, I just, I refuse to. Um, because yeah. I don't want to fall in love with them. So yeah, that absolutely makes sense why that's your favorite trade. Darren, could you take a guess on what my favorite trade is? And I, I'm going to preface this saying, I don't think you'll actually guess it because I'm kind of cheating. All right, let me look at your roster then because... There is one trade that comes to mind when I was thinking of this question and it's actually not my favorite. I mean, it's a favorite trade because it, it's a hilarious story. Um. But is it the DK Metcalf trade? That is the trade I'm saying now. You would think that's it, but that's actually not my favorite trade because my favorite trade actually laid the foundation to the two championships I've literally won. Like it, it oh, wouldn't so have the happened. Trade with Josh. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So hold on. Let me tell the story about the um DK Metcalf one because I feel like some of the new listeners don't know. Um yeah, so Jensen has like the mo was he would always call you whenever he would want to negotiate right there he was super old school he would always get you on the phone he'd always be like on break at work and he'd just give you a call and be like hey let's talk and you're like all right sweet here we go here we go and so it just happened to be my lunch break and we were just kind of talking back and forth for a little bit now this is when travis fulgham was just popping off for the eagles and for you listeners if you don't even know who that is that's fine he is a very yeah, he's an irrelevant Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver who had a stretch and had the Michael Carter Williams effect, which Darren and I very well knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jensen was a huge Eagles homer, and I knew this. And he kept hearing through his sources that Travis Fogelm was going to get like this superstar contract. He was going to be the guy all of a sudden, go at Wentz, and they're just going to be the one-two punch or whatever. And I was like, is this what you believe, Jensen? Like, that's not what I told him, but in my head, I was like, holy God, he is so high on him. So. I started 
taunting. I was like, yo, you want Travis Fulgham? I'm having people reach out sometimes and uh, maybe you should get him. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know. And then he called me <laughs> um, on that lunch break. And as soon as I got him on the line, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to get DK Metcalf. This is going to be fucking awesome. And then I picked up the phone and I was like, Travis Fulgham, you're going to you're gonna have to give up a lot. And then Jensen looked at his team and like, oh, man, I don't even know if I need a receiver. I was like, you're kind of right. You're kind of loaded there. But how about we do like a little bit of a swap? I know Metcalf is like a stud, but like I'll give you like, I don't know. I guess I'll give you like a first two on top of Fulgham, but that's like a lot. It's like, oh, wait, you would do that? And I was like, yeah, send it in my inbox. I'll look at it. And we got off the phone. He sent it in the inbox. And I, I don't know if I texted you beforehand saying, yo, something's going down or something like that. But yeah, I had an adrenaline rush for that. But no, that is not my favorite trade because, yeah, my favorite trade was the one where I got King Henry on my roster from Josh. And so when you actually look at this trade at face value, it looks so lopsided uh, on Josh's side. But let me preface this on what my why this is my favorite. So I traded away Joe Burrow, Hayden Hurst, and two fourth-round picks. So just pretty much just Joe Burrow and Hayden Hurst. Uh, and I got back. Derrick Henry, DJ Chark, and James Robinson, which is, you're probably thinking, how is that your favorite trade? Well, when I traded, when I made this trade, I knew I was going to get Burrow back at some point because I knew he was going to Josh. And I was like, I know at some point Josh is going to one off or whatever because that's how he gets. And I know no one's going to outbid me for Burrow because I just knew how much capital I was willing to invest. So in my head, I was like, all right, this is just going to be a rental for him for Joe Burrow, but I get king henry but then immediately after that trade i feel like one of the signature things i do in the pdl is i almost always have another trade ready or something yeah. like that like i'm always a couple or trying to be a couple steps ahead so as soon as i made that trade i followed it up and then got Devonte adams in a second round pick i flipped dj chark and james robinson and got Devonte in a second and essentially those two have been the linchpins to my team without king henry and Devonte adams i wouldn't have either of my championships they have literally been like the biggest point getters on my team. And then um, I was right. I then flipped over and then got Joe Burrow for only two first round picks, a second and a third. So I was like, all right, cool. Now that kind of came full circle. So I kind of cheated because I got to talk about a lot of my trades. But honestly, it it didn't. I didn't want to say to be braggy, but honestly, if it weren't for that trade, I literally wouldn't have anything. I would have. That's when I tried to go all in. And I'm so happy it paid off and i feel like because of that i have that special attachment to henry and adams because i feel like if you were my co-owner for like the past year or two dare you probably would have been whispering in my ear saying tommy it might be time to move on like we we gotta we got we don't want to be caught with the bag kind of thing but i feel yeah. like the only reason i held on so much to them is because of how much they contributed kind of thing so that's definitely been one that stands out but are there any other ones that stand out for uh you because like i said you you used to haul a bunch of trades all over the place. Yeah, I made the one off I think I made like 20 Um I they don't really like none of them really like stand out though. <laughs> um cuz after a while like what we've been doing this for like 4 or 5 years now. Are we entering five, fifth year? We starting 20 uh, I think so. I mean, some of the trades that I made for, like, Kenny, like, doing yeah. the Zeke trade for Kenny, like, that was, like, a trade that felt, like, really good. Honestly, it's not, it's probably not going to be as meaningful as I would hope, but getting DeAndre Swift was finally, like, because I tr was trying, I wanted him for so long, like, literally. You when did. Jensen drafted you really him, did. I've been trying to get him since Jensen originally drafted him. Like, that was 
three years ago, I've been trying to get him from Jensen. Then Jensen traded him to Josh without saying anything to me. And then Josh <laughs> traded him to Max without saying anything to me. And I was like, dude, I asked about him so many times and you're just going to trade him away without saying anything to me? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you always felt like a tag. You're like, it's almost like you guys are trying not to give him to me. Yeah, it's like you're doing yeah, the fact that perfect. he actually moved that many teams and it wasn't your team until now is actually kind of shocking. Now that Especially I'm looking at Especially because Jensen, it. like the Jensen traded him to Josh for like a first, which is one of the best trades that Josh ever made. Like it was like a first, a late second, a third, and a fourth. And at the time, like DeAndre Swift was worth easily more than that. Um, and you're and you're like, what the fuck? And I told Justin, I was like, Justin, I, I would have given you more than that. I was like, you look at my team. I had, I think I had three first round picks at the time that year because I, I mean, I had three first round picks a lot of years, but. Uh, Dude, you always like, have like <laughs> multiple firsts. You don't have to defend yourself when you say that. No one's ever going to be shocked. Be like, wait, that year, Darren had three firsts? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if you ever like, no, I only have one first. Well, I'd be saw, like, are you all right? I saw the um, the thing that uh, I, I know Max like texted it to me, like stops. It was like somebody else on Sleeper was like in their group uh, chat. They were like, please, please stop sending Darren first round picks. And I saw it on my own Twitter. I saw that. And I was like, oh, it's pretty funny. And it's like, they're talking about another Darren. That's not me. And he's still acquiring first round picks. I feel like, like it's, it's just... becoming like the Karen thing. Everyone has yeah. a Darren that has all the first. It just so happens that our Darren is literally named Darren. That's actually, I really hope that catches on. Because that would be, because yeah. to us, I'm just going to lie to myself. Oh, that's a PDL inside joke that just got big. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. that's not the case. But I feel like that's just so funny. I know, but there's going to come to a point where, like, I, I just, I'm probably going to be like you, right? Where I'm trying to get these Darren, I have been begging you to, try to start like flip. You, ha- you have, like, 80 first round. Why? Why? They're just so excited. Do you see what I did? Do you see the risks I took? I took so, so I was, many risks. I was talking about this um, over um, the weekend because, um, I don't know if you remember Matt, but Matt got married um Chuck? yeah he got married nice. on saturday um so i was like talking about it to like the other guys that were there because matt was gone for a while and i was like i was talking to to quinn i told quinn originally this story and i was like i was like do you remember when i told you like a couple years ago like before me and jackie got engaged that like i kind of wish that there was a chance that she would say no and she would be like, no, I don't, I don't want to marry you. I was like, I kind of <laughs> wish that there was that chance. And, and after I said that, Quinn just like looked at me and he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, you know, it makes your, your get go, you get going, the adrenaline and everything. And like, I was like, <laughs> you want the, the thrill. It's, it's funny because like, I don't really like the thrill that much in fantasy. Like I, you and Greg talked about it, like how I'm like too conservative about things and everything. Like I like to be, conservative about it but at the same time like the draft picks it's like you know there's a little like you're like gollum you're just like you love looking at your collection like my brush you're like you love it you love it and they look so nice and you're like and this is the first year well last year i had 103 and other than that like i normally like we saw last or yesterday um I think it was yesterday, the day before that, when you posted like the 109, and I, I made every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone I was like, "Oh, this has a good hit rate," and I was like, "Every single one of those picks were Darren." <laughs> <laughs> every single one. It was like all, all me the whole way down. And I was like, "Oh my god!" I think I was like, 
We gotta stop getting these draft picks. <laughs> I actually think the next one had so much higher of a miss rate. I have to look at uh, the Shefty tweet. If you have it up in Twitter, look at um, the ones following because you would think that the hit rate would get higher and higher the lower yeah, you the get. The 107 was worse when you posted the. I know 108 was well, Sky more, but then I I had ETN um, at 108, and then there was another one, I think another one that I had at 108, one of those picks. And then Herbert was 108, which is obviously a good pick. Um, oh, CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. Oh, no, wait. CeeDee Lamb was 109. I don't know. It's, I'm getting all mixed hold up. Hold on. Hold on. Here, here. I'll read it. I'll read it. <laughs> For the nine days away tweet that Shefty did, which is, um, this is a goat campaign he's doing, by the way. Um, it was startup Devontae Adams, 2019 yep. TJ Hawkinson, you yep. 2020 CD Lamb, uh, 2021 Javante Williams, you yep. and then 2023 Chris Olave, you again, which is uh, which is pretty unbelievable, but I just want to follow that up and now let's look at everything from the 107, the history of the 107. Um, startup was Odell. I guess startup doesn't really count, but then let's look at 2019. Nikhil Harry, miss DeAndre Swift. Ah, I guess Border. the jury's borderline. out still. Yeah, yeah, borderline Zach Wilson. Ah, I mean, that's as close yeah. as of a miss you could get <laughs> for the 2021 class. I don't want to label anyone a bust from that like class that's that recent, but that's definitely a bust. And then yeah. 2022, Garrett Wilson hit you. Yeah. So I feel like uh, this is uh, kind of make you uh, pretty happy. Just like smiling a little bit saying, wow, I have a pretty good track record. You got you got to be pretty happy. Puff out your chest a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I can do, it's draft players, but I cannot win games because I came in fourth. Because you're too conservative, Darren. Let me be just like a shadow co-owner for you. For You need a little bit of Delco in your team, man. You need me. You need me. I, I, I know, probably. But, I mean, I do acquire Philadelphia players like DeAndre Swift, Philadelphia, DJ Moore, Philadelphia. So I get That's the fair. Philadelphia That's fair. guys. But, like, they just got to have a little more. Uh, they got to put the points together on the right days so I win some games. Man, it's going to be really fun to see how this all shakes out. But kind of like what you said, it's going to be also interesting because all of a sudden – the parody in the PDL keeps getting a little bit closer because everyone I keep thinking are waiting a little bit. I feel yeah. like you're getting more and more competitive, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think that like there's some teams like Greg, obviously Greg knows that like pretty much whatever he does. How not- jealous are you of Greg to get, you can't be jealous. Everyone being jealous of Greg, get the fuck out of here. Look at the roster he's had since he's entered the goddamn, look at how he's like, Literally crawling around these waiver wires, doing things yeah. in the sewage, and somehow oh. flipping things for fourths and thirds, and do it. Get the fuck out of here! This guy somehow ended up with Herbert with the roster. I don't know how he did it. I have absolutely no idea how he did it, and I still don't know. So, any of you who are saying I'm so jealous of Greg, bullshit, because I would have not near. Like I thought I was good at fantasy football until I saw Greg, and I was like, oh my god, please, I hope you keep whiffing on some guys like Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, Greg, I had to burn you there because I. There's no real ways to burn you. You don't miss much. So the only misses you do have, I have to kind of accentuate it. So this is just a long, long winded way of me saying, um, yo, thank God Greg misses a little bit sometimes. Yeah, at least when your team is like, you know, rebuilding or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
that'll be the point when Greg dominates the league. So you won't really have to worry about it too much. Yeah, as long as we're on like the opposite trajectory all the time, <laughs> as long as I'm not like in his wake when he's deciding to like go balls deep in the league, I could just sit as like, you know, kind of like where Greg is now and be like, ha! Look at this fucking bloodbath. It's like the Red <laughs> Wedding. It's so much fun when your family isn't involved. This is great. Yeah, it, it's going to be terrible for me because I think my peak and his uh, rise are going to kind of coincide and I'm going to cry. <laughs> Just never going to win. <laughs> so last but not least, uh, I know I say this all the time, but I promise there this is the last topic. I want to throw some flowers over to Max. Max has been doing so much heavy lifting in the PDL. This is not scripted because we go all off the cuff. This is just straight off the dome. Yeah. I just feel really appreciative of everything he's done for, uh, not just the league, but for me specifically, because I've been getting super busy, as you guys know, um, family passings also. Uh, Jeff, our thoughts are out with you as well. Hope you and your family are doing okay. I know we're getting a little bit serious, even though we're usually joking, but really hope everything's going great with you. Uh, and your family. But um, yeah, Max has been fantastic, dude, from the Rappaport, from the um, gifts he makes. And honestly, he is the one that's leading most conversations during the day when I'm just like working or busy. Like if it weren't for Max, like he's more active than I am in my own league. So really a huge shout out to you. So that's why I'm dedicating this last segment to you. It's not just continuing to give roses, but actually before I bring up this segment, Darren, how about you throw some roses for Max? Yeah, I mean, Max is literally one of the original members of the league. Um, he brought in Steve, right? He brought in Steve. He brought in uh, Welch and Mike originally. Um, so that is like key members of the league that are that are here, um, especially Mike and Welch. Um, Mike brings his own dynamic to the league. <laughs> Um, His dynamic is <laughs> trade goes down. Look, well, you guys got fucked and you got <laughs> fucked. So fuck you like, guys. Somehow everyone that's, loses that's what Mike trades. brings to the table. <laughs> everyone, both sides always lose the trade when it is <laughs> not a Mike trade. <laughs> and if someone is a winner, it's just him being like, well, thank God for me not being involved in this garbage. I'm like, I fucking love Mike. Yeah, he's he's one of a kind. And, you know, I love how we're was, talking about Mike when we mean to throw roses to Max. Well, we, we are because he brought him in. So, like, yeah, if it that's wasn't true. For that's Max, true. Like, if I, honestly, if it wasn't for Max, this league might not be still existing. I know like a, a lot. 100 percent. It would that. not. Yeah. Because like if you had you take away those three guys, Max, Welch and Mike, then you're, we're, we're constantly like replicating over and over again. And we already like have like some turnover and everything. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, without max without max and you the pdl isn't the pdl really honestly yeah i completely agree i feel so guilty every time i refer this as my league that's so greedy for me to say because this is as much max's league and your league too darren you have your fingerprints all over the constitution you re uh, you proof that with me several times and yeah. so you literally were there creating the constitution with me max like i said is the heartbeat of the pdl and so that's why i'm so appreciative so all right, finally, Darren, I want it in your words because I'm a part of this, I guess, story as well. But you would agree that the PDL is going to exist for a little while, right? I think so. Yeah, and I, I think it'll be around. I feel like there's going to be so many different chapters and we, we already have that almost. We could we should maybe make like a Hall of Fame of some of like the big personality owners that came and went and maybe make like a profile about what they did and stuff. Maybe maybe I'll work on that, especially with a. Uh, open AI and automation. I can do everything now. But anyway, I'm getting I'm getting off point. The reason I bring this up is I feel like this league is going to last a long, long time. And I really hope that uh, 
everyone that's listening now is going to be a part of this journey with me. Like I said, I'm about to have a kid and I feel like it's so cool that I always get to rely on the PDL and you guys offer me such a social um, experience I typically don't get because I also work from home. So how often am I talking to a lot of people? But I'm proud to say, yo, I actually talk to like 11 of my best friends every single day, multiple times a day, which is kind of cool. So I don't mean to get mushy there. So let's go back on topic. Sorry, I'm all over the place. That's how the bonus pod goes. Because I expect this to have so many different chapters, we're always going to go back and we already reminisce about a lot of different points of the league, right? Remember when Kev went on an absolute tear that one end of the season where he was trying to tank and he yeah. just kept winning. And all of a sudden he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to start trying to win now. And now the Cinderella story that just happened with Brett, where he had upset left and right. And his primetime record was unbelievable. And he was, he went toe to toe with me in the championship game and pretty much almost came out on top if it weren't for a ruling. So we already are talking about all these amazing moments. So I would love for you to also kind of also be a little historian as well, because I feel like you've gotten that reputation. How do you think people are going to remember the epic clash that Max and I have had? Because I think we can both agree my team is slowly eventually going to crumble, whereas Max has a stronger core. So it's almost like I'll be... Uh, passing the torch because i am proud to say i am a two-time champion so i've accomplished what i wanted to do so if i see someone else start to win championships that's awesome too but how do you think that story sounds because for me being a part of it it's just me being really mad at max all the time like god damn it, that team is so good but i would love from your perspective to kind of see how that story would look like because eventually it's going to come a time where i'm like damn remember when i damn remember when i had like the most points for for like every single year remember when like i had the best win percentage Good times, because I know it is coming to an end. So it's me to be able to reminisce, but also talk about the super team that Max has made and like the evolution his team has made as well. Yeah, it, it's going to go through like so many more phases, too. I mean, we're going to see the rise and fall of Welch's likely. rebuild. Like it, it's so yeah. fun. Like in, in a couple of years, we're going to you guys are going to be in rebuilding and then there's going to be two new teams that come out of there and they're going to be the ones that we talk about like you guys. And I know, like, um, Greg is kind of expecting um, it to go and the, the league will, like, level out more. But I don't know, because, like, there's always going to be teams where they're like, I'm going to hit a hard rebuild. Like, I, I just kind of always think that that's going to be there. Like, there's going to be, like, one or two teams that are just tanking because they want someone. So, like, in, in 2026, right, someone might tank for Arch Manning, right? So, I mean... There's going to we be literally that had Jensen, on. one of the OG members that literally came in and Lawrence wasn't going to be even available as a rookie for two more years. And in the startup, he was like, fuck it. I want Lawrence. I'm like, what? What are you talking? That's literally like if we start the PDL right now and they said, I want Arch Manning. So I'm just going to start yeah. tanking now. And I was like, what are you doing? What What is happening right now? But I'm um, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but it's just like we're always going to see like these phases that the, and it's going to be different teams and different roles. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it like plays out. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Hey, you got to throw a little bit more. Ro I feel like so when would you pinpoint was a time where Max Max's team, the Murphy Street Empire hit that moment where we're like, oh, shit, he's here. Because if I remember correctly, the first two years his team was good, but it kind of like underperformed when they really needed to at times. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of 
hit this moment where they absolutely exploded and became a super team. Like everything lined up for him. I think uh, some of that, that obviously has to tie hand in hand with some of the great moves he's had. Uh, one of the ones that stand off the top of my head immediately is the Jamar Ch- chase trade. That was phenomenal for him. And that Jonathan really Taylor. escalated. Oh yeah. And that yeah. huge one as well. Yeah, I feel like Jonathan that's Taylor kind of- and, and Jamar chase were like two huge things for him. Um, because he also got Kyle Pitts, which I know he didn't really get to um, collect the fruits it, it of it that. It could have yet. been Clyde over to Lair, though, instead of Jonathan Taylor. Like that <laughs> could have so been true. the alternative. So I mean, like things things have to go in your favor, right? Like they they have to break your way mm-hmm. if you're going to have one of the really good teams. Um, so I, I mean, it worked out, you know. And, and he's going to be up there again this year with you. It'll be you guys up at the top, and everyone else is kind of chasing your tails and i i know that um brett was in the title game last year but at the same time we we're going into the season like say uh right like the steelers maybe that's a little too ambitious but um say <laughs> say like uh the chargers right the chargers made the super bowl like no one's really like really expecting that over the chiefs like the chiefs are the the big daddy i would be a surprise if the chargers made it i would be so surprised so like you one of you guys is like the chiefs and we're like kind of expecting you to be back the other one's probably the eagles and then if like a a team out of nowhere kind of makes it and you're like oh shit like that's that's all the rest of us (laughs) so if because it, it, it's got to be the talk soon. Because as soon as the PDL rookie draft is over, I know what the talks are going to be. It's, Tommy, release the PDL preseason power rankings. I want it. Because I feel like you get all over my ass about that almost ASAP. Pretty much. So <laughs> I'm really excited to see how this is going to go down because I feel like it's been an arms race between Max and I. How has that been from like the spectator side seeing Max and I try to continually improve our team at like this historic arms race? Because we're going to look at this offseason and be like, this is where Max got, like I said, Eckler and Kelsey. And this is where Tommy decided to give up the Tiger King for Hertz. Like this is going to have a huge impact on both of our teams, right? Yeah, it will. And it's going to have long-term effects as well because, you know, you're both kind of getting these superstar veterans that don't have super long shelf lives left. So, I agree. Um, it's going to have long-term effects as well because you're going for it. And that's kind of like at a, at a certain point, that's what you got to do, right? Like you got to win at some point, at some point when you know you're right there, you got to put yourself over the edge and, and win, actually win. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like that's um, like looking back at some of the historic, historic trades. You could really see the risk that was weighed in, and that's why I'm telling you, dear. Come on, man, put a little risk back in. You I, I got to see it. some see some wins in the the win column before uh, I really go into it. Got <laughs> got to get yeah. um, your feet wet a little bit before you dive in. It's just my conservative nature. That's, that's all it is. I just gotta just gotta. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I, I, I know I said this last question. I feel like if there was a drinking game, every time I said last question, you take a sip, man, that, that'd be a good one. But anyway, uh, real last question. Darren, do you think there's going to be any other trades before the PDL draft, which is a week away I, now? 
Um, I mean, before or, today, I would have said no. Like, I thought that like people were just going to wait till the draft at this point. But I think that there will be at least one, right? Like, I think there's a little bit that. of excitement or something now, right? Yeah. I feel like there's a buzz in the air. Something's electric. I feel like something's something's brewing. And I also feel like something's brewing for um, Murphy Street Empire. I, I feel like Max yeah. has kind of been a little MIA. He's been on top of it with all these graphics, which is making me think, does that mean he's worked on his own graphic for a big move he wants to do? Like, <laughs> I think something's cooking. Some, some, I don't know what he's cooking, yeah. but I, I'm smelling something. Yeah, I think so. Something's going to happen. Something we're not expecting. That's why this is super biased. The best best league. Ever. How, how is your league comparatively to this? Wow, I just asked another question, even though I said it. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely not like this. Um, we all all of us know each other um some more than others because like there is some guys that like, like those high school connections and other stuff yeah like there's like college and high school like blended together so like some guys like i i know everyone in the league um but some guys don't really know the other some of the other guys quite as well um but it's like that even even though i know everyone personally like in real life i still don't talk to them as much <laughs> Is there a Twitter account for uh, that league? No. We have multiple Twitter accounts for the BDL. (laughs) I know. I'm actually losing count, and that's what makes me so... It's what makes it so immersive, right? Like, it's so funny, because anytime I hear rumors, you know, I'm like, anyone could put anyone on the trade block. But as soon as I see Rappaport tweet something or Shefty tweet something, I'm like, oh... Like, this is legitimate. It's almost yeah. like you always have those beat reporters that come out and you're like, oh, is this real? Is this not real? And then you see, like, a legitimate, like, guy come out and say something like, oh, fuck. Okay, that's like the blue check mark. That something's happening right now, guys. And I feel like yeah. it's it, it, it's fun. And I feel like it, it, it makes it really great. But sorry there. I kept you way too long. I appreciate you jumping on for this emergency pod. I'm also excited to see how the league's going to react when this drops. So uh, let's see how many people actually listen to to it. Like, real, do you think people are going to listen to this right away? Um, probably. I mean, I think some there's excitement, right? Maybe because we're right capitalizing yeah. directly after the trade. Yeah, so, I mean, the yeah. first half was about the trade. The second half was kind of about nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, it was literally. I mean, it's a bonus spot. People could stop listening. I mean, no. Every time I say that, they always listen to the whole thing. So I'm always shook. Yeah, I mean, and then the, the remember last when you used think, to do the hashtag? Why don't you bring that back? Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, I mean, we kind of know that they all listen to it though, because like they'll kind of hint at. Actually, Parks yeah, they and, always talk about whatever topic we were talking about way we'll do, back uh, here. We'll do hashtag baby diaper. I, oh, yeah, that is pretty iconic. We should make merch just for ourselves. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just poopy make diaper. Yeah, I'll just make poopy diaper shirts for Christmas <laughs> and just send it to you guys. And then you guys would be like, you guys would never wear it. And then your wives would be like, why? What, what are you guys doing in this Dungeons and Dragons fantasy league? What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> You're fucking nerds. Don't fucking look. <laughs> Jackie Bryan looks at you like my fucking Star Wars Avengers husband and this fucking fantasy dungeon league or whatever he does with his other high school Tommy guy. Oh my god, it's it's the worst. I don't know what my husband does. Yeah, he's just a big nerd. Yeah. But all right. Thanks, Dare, for joining in. And guys, thanks for sticking around. I know we talked about nothing, but that's how the bonus pod <laughs> that's how this all, all this pod goes. So thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.